0: Well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here with my good friend, Jace Fitzhands. I'm Chris Barhorst, and we are here to uncover some truth that I think will really bless you. The title of today's podcast is quite interesting, Satan's Favorite Christian Doctrine. Wow, what could that possibly be? You have any Hmm. thoughts?
1: (laughs) I don't know. His favorite, he's got a lot of good ones. A lot of deception in the body of Christ, but I think this one that we're about to talk about is going to be probably right there at the top. Chris. Yeah. And
0: it, and it what, well, I'm going to share this. This is a post uh, that I did and it, and it just kind of covers covers it. And then you and I will comment and we'll go into some of the scriptures that validate uh, what the Bible actually says. I'm really not interested in, uh, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to find out what is right in every area. And, and of course that has to uh, be in harmony with the word of God. And so we're going to look at it. Here it is. Ready? This is something called, this is Satan's favorite Christian doctrine. There's a common belief in the body of Christ that Satanists absolutely love. Wow. What could that be? It is the belief that God is in control of everything that happens in this fallen world. Have you ever heard that doctrine, Jase?
1: Yeah. All (laughs) the time. Uh, God's got it.
0: God's in control. Right. Well, you know, why would we pray in what we commonly refer to as the Lord's Prayer? Why would God say for us to pray thy kingdom come, and that will be done on earth as it is in heaven, if it was an automatic uh, thing that he was going to do independent of our prayer. I mean, I don't think, I think it would be kind of pointless to tell believers to pray that if God's going to do whatever he wants to do anyhow.
1: Well, you can almost take it to, is it point, it can almost be pointless to pray at all, or or when you uh, read in scripture uh, about uh, faith without works is dead. James Um, 2. Well, if God's in control, was does my work really matter?
0: Yeah. It's important that we understand that uh, Psalm 115, verse 16 says, The heavens even, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth is He given to the children of men. And that we do have a part to play. You know, God God has a will, but we need to uh, allow Him and we need to walk in, in, in His plan. And and that's what implements that will into this life. The, this goes on to say, Please note, I want to say this because it's right out of the gate. Please note that there are a lot of wonderful Christian people that adhere to this understanding that God is in control of everything, despite the admonition of Scripture that states as follows. Uh, Do not err, my beloved brethren. He's talking to believers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's James 1. 16 and 17. Simply put, these verses are telling the brethren not to get into error by a constant realization of the truth that God is always good and does not vary from his goodness. I mean, there's people, Jace, that they believe that God, every rape, every murder, every you know, adulterous affair, they believe God's just controlling everything. I think that's crazy.
1: I think it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you uh, you have to think about when when we're looking at everything that God is doing and how it associates with us and and when you read in scripture it says we are participants, and how do we participate mm-hmm. when you say God is in control of all things? What does that imply in our life?
0: Well, I I think of it this way. If God is in control, of the all the wickedness that's going on in this world, he's doing a pretty bad job, <laughs> because think about it. Uh, uh, there's a lot of evil in this world, and that's not God's will. In fact, Second Corinthians 4, four says Satan is the little God, little G, mm-hmm. of this age or this world, and so it's not God. The corruption that is in this world is because of man's lust, not God's will. Second Peter one four. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm, this is something I'm going to share out from this article. It's amazing to me the backbone of luciferian doctrine this is amazing wow says this that since god is in control and the world is corrupt it is proof that god is corrupt and cannot be trusted oh wow you can't trust somebody that you don't believe has your good your best interest at heart would you agree with that
1: i i would agree that you cannot trust somebody yeah if if you're looking at your friend and you think that they're out uh, not for your good, but right. for any, for something of negative, you can't trust them. Yeah, uh, I, I've had many encounters in this way where I, you know what, I don't want to associate that with that person right. because,
0: man, I can't trust them. That's right. That's right. Well, and the scripture says in Psalm thirty-four, verse eight: oh, taste and see that the Lord is good; God is good." Then you become that blessed man or woman who can trust Him. And I remember mm. talking to a to a doctor one time, and I actually said. I said this to the person, a Christian person, and I said, if sickness is God's will for my life, and and I, we always pray to be in God's will, right? I mean, isn't that what Christian people want? I yes. mean, I want to be in God's will. And if that's God's will for my life, sickness, then why would I go to a doctor to try to get out of God's will? Mm. So don't you think that people that say they believe that, when it gets down to the heart of it, they really don't believe that? I would agree. Right. Because if if you're praying for God's will and you're in a sickness or you're, uh, you know, a terminal disease or whatever, you would be trying to get out of God's will by trying to get healed through medication or however, right? Yeah,
1: and I think... Uh a lot of it has to do with when you find something that you can't currently explain. Yes. A, a lot of times people default to this statement yes. right here. Yes. That God's in control. It's okay. I don't need to know what's going on. God's in control. Right. Well, yes, in some way that is true that God is in control of some things, but it's within the parameters of participation that we have with okay. God.
0: Well, God gave the earth to men. That's what Psalm 115 mm-hmm. verse 16 says. He gave it to men. When Adam, the original parents, sold out, that basically, you know, they gave the enemy an inroad, for lack of a better yeah. way to put it. And, and, and I just know this. I know unless your heart is settled and God is good. I'm not saying I get everything through, but I know if, some, if, if I'm dealing with a sickness, I know in my knower it's not God. Years ago, I went through a divorce. And that, I mean, my wife and I have been married over 22 years, so it's been a long time as a Christian. And I remember she left me for someone else that she found online. And so with that said, I remember knowing this is not God's will, this is her choice. And I also knew the importance that I needed to forgive her, which didn't mean I approve of what she did, but I needed to release it to God, and that's what I did by God's grace and give him all the praise. And, uh, uh, but I, I knew that I wasn't going to default. Well, you never know. God works in mysterious ways and we never know what God's going to do. And maybe this is a Job situation. Don't get me started on Job (laughs) because it wasn't God that did it. It was the devil. And then if you all you have to do is read the book of Job and there's, there's many lessons. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. Mm. But, um, but so the backbone of Luciferian doctrine says since God is in control and the world is corrupted, is proof that God is corrupt and He cannot be trusted. That that just blows my mind. Satan and Satanists love this doctrine, so they can indict the character of God and accuse Him of the many bad things that occur in this world. When the Bible is clear that the corruption in this world is because of man's lust, not God's will. Second Peter one four. I actually heard a story of a famous person. And uh, I think he had a sister that died of something. And and the church he was attending uh, told him that, well, you know, God took her because he needed her and he took her early and he took her of this horrible disease or whatever it was. And he got mad. He said, if that's what the way God is, I don't want nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. And he's since then, he's become a very wealthy person and he's used his uh, influence to persuade people in the negative. And and that's the kind of stuff this, this listen, God is good. And I mean, even if, if, if I don't get it through and if some, and I'm praying for somebody or whatever and they go home to, and, and to heaven, man, they go home to heaven, but I'm not going to blame God. I like to say it like this, Jace. If I drive in the side ditch and I hit an electric pole, uh, I'm not going to blame God for putting an electric pole there as it was my choice to drive. We live in a fallen world. And we, we see through a glass darkly. We don't know everything, but we, can't, we don't need to indict God's character. We don't need to develop a doctrine that justifies the negative stuff that's in this world. We need to recognize how good God is. And he loves us. And even if we don't get it through, he loves us.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the the thing I think about when, when we're talking about this subject is most people will Chalk up to oh it 's the sovereignty sovereignty of of the lord it's you know his will, and he 's in control, and we don 't realize that God has put boundaries upon himself Amen. in order for free will of man to be able Absolutely. to happen for Absolutely. love to happen, you have to have free will Absolutely. Uh, for uh, for everything to happen in this world, there needs to be the boundaries set up for him so that free will can have its opportunity to happen. So God is a God of boundaries. Amen. And we actually reflect that in our mm-hmm. own walk in this world.
0: Absolutely. Well, love is not love if you can't say no. You know, and, and if God was going to override man's will, he, he could have dealt with, with, with Eve on the way to the tree and Adam and, and Eve and that whole thing and would have, all this corruption wouldn't be here. But God, God want, love is not love unless you can say no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a powerful thing. And uh, once again, I'm, I'm going to close out this thing. I'm not sure how much time we got. I'm only five minutes. Well, we got a little time. <clears throat> but I want the article says, there are so many biblical truths that dismantle the Luciferian doctrine of God controlling everything in this fallen world. But suffice it to say, I believe it is imperative for believers to realize the origin of this understanding, which, by the way, exempts believers from all responsibility of releasing God's will to a hurting world. That's a big one too, Jace, Because if god's in control then why minister to people why witness to people why go in the jails or the nursing homes and try to help people why do any of this stuff because after all god's in control and he knows what people need and he'll just do it that just there's just so many things that dismantle uh, that doctrine i'm going to give you a couple others go ahead jason oh yeah
1: it makes us out to be robots as well so when when we thank all you know i went and helped this person well if we believe that God is in control of all things, then that means he caused you to do everything that you've ever done mm. in this world, whether good or bad. That's true. So he's the author of both evil and good. Yep. And that's that, that can't be true for a good God.
0: Absolutely. And I'm reading here in 1 Timothy 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Watch this, verse 4. 1 Timothy 2, 4. Who will have, whose will is, or who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So there we see right there, it's God's desire that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And unless you believe the satanically inspired doctrine of of inclusionism or universalism, which is is demonic, unless you believe that, you have to um uh, you have to see that God's will doesn't come to pass automatically, even though God doesn't want any to perish but all to come to repentance. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, and he, the, it was the very last part, come into knowledge. Yes. Come into knowledge. How are you going to come into knowledge if it's yeah. all done by God? Right.
0: Well, Romans 10, what does it say? How shall they hear without a preacher? Mm. If unless someone proclaims, how are people going to hear? Mm-hmm. Well, if it's God's will, no, he, he's destined. And even p- us teaching against this, you know, from the Bible, uh, people say, well, God's doing whatever he wants. And they get mad at you and I for saying, no, that God's not doing that. He's given the earth to, to the children of men. We couldn't be doing this podcast right now if it wasn't God's will, right? right. We're teaching on this right now and, and it must be God's will mm. or or we couldn't be doing this. Yeah. So bingo. Come on. One more that I think is powerful here in, in and there's many, but in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, this is amazing. Talking about, well, verse 8 says, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. Talking to believers, don't be ignorant of one thing. I think that's pretty important. That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So he's talking about people that are basically mocking the second coming of Jesus Christ to say, man, they've been saying that for years. They've been, I've been a Christian almost going on 39 years, and they've been saying that for years. Well, they've been saying that way before I accepted Jesus. Uh, but but he, he puts it in perspective. He says, man, one day with God is as a thousand years. Don't be ignorant. God is not slack. It says in verse 9 of Second Peter 3, the next verse, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness or slowness. But this is what's powerful. But is long suffering to usward. That's the church, not willing that any should perish, <clears throat> but that all should come to repentance. So God's exhibiting <clears throat> a long suffering towards you and I, the body of Christ. Uh, you know that so no one will, will not have a chance to hear. So He's God, waiting on. He's this. waiting on the church wow. to be about the Father's business. But if God's controlling everything, that causes you and I just to be. Wow. Be passive and idle.
1: Yeah, so he's waiting on us yep. to hear him, to hear his voice.
0: And to share with wow. people so they can get born again.
1: That's a good word, Chris.
0: Second Peter chapter 4, so powerful. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, mm. rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. The Amplified Classic Bible says don't lose your sense of urgency. Mm. But a lot of people don't have a sense of urgency. And if God's going to do what he wants, and he's predestinating it in a predestination, I want to predestination has to deal not with the person he's randomly selecting some but with the 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 purpose in other words god's got a purpose for everyone that receives him we're predestined to be conformed to the image of christ but but long story short it's powerful Mm -hmm. and god is not randomly selecting and god does not desire that any perish and he's exhibiting long suffering to us the body of Christ, not willing Amen. that any should perish. Amen. So good.
1: I'll say this one last thing. Please Chris. do and pray us out. And I heard a person, a, a prominent preacher, say this one thing that is absolutely demonic, and it falls along the same uh, path as this. Is he said that we do not have authority? We mm-hmm. have zero mm-hmm. authority on this earth, That's and so that could be couldn't be farther from the truth because that, the Bible preaches authority to each and every absolutely. believer. Uh, So we believe in the authority that God has given us and we just speak that over you in the name of Jesus. We pray that you hear the words that God is speaking to you because he is divinely talking to you and helping you walk in this life today. So we just uh, pray over you that you're able to hear his voice, that you're able to know the will of God in your life and are able to walk it out in the name of Jesus. Bless Mm -hmm. everyone that's listening. We thank you for listening in Jesus' name.
0: Amen.